one and all, welcome to the latest, the greatest Nick's nonfiction. Here with your host, Nick Muniz. Today on the show, we have got Michael J. Fox. That's his brain. Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. The shrug, the shot, the flu game. Michael Jordan's responsible for sublime moments so ingrained in sports history that they have their own names. Yeah, the pick and roll. This guy's in sync with his balls. He invented the prank move that I like to call the Jordan Peel. But for all his greatness, we've heard of his darker side. He's a ruthless competitor and a lover of high stakes. What does Michael Jordan and Melania Trump have in common? They both made a fortune playing with orange balls. Sussy baka. Orange man man. Dude, I don't care about basketball. There's plenty of stats in this today. And I had my phase when LeBron was with the Cavs. I was obsessed with baseball as a child. This guy stood on top of the world. He's not a man, he's a brand. That's what we're reading this for. <gasps> and a lot of phlegm. Quote, Michael Jordan, The Life, explores both sides of his personality to reveal the fullest, most compelling story of the man who is Michael Jordan. Lazenby draws on his personal relationship with the coaches. This guy dedicated his entire life to writing this book. Those are the best type of authors. He's a bit too much of a fanboy. Gonna have to take him down a peg. It's about drive. It's about power. It's about balls. It's about penis. The only people I think that could compare with Michael Jordan are probably orphans. It's go big or go home, and they don't have a home. I dug up dirt, Lazenby. He was pretty lazy on this book. We got a fun last chapter today. Stay tuned. Have you heard? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Triple A baseball? They're trying to take out all the refs. And then you know basketball is getting ready for this too. Hey, I guess then Michael Jordan can't bribe the ref. Michael Jordan was cranking 90s on the wood floor. What are Air Jordans called in Norway? Air Fjordans. My dad is like the Michael Jordan of dads. He has a serious gambling problem. How do we know definitively that Michael Jordan was better than Kobe? Jordan can fly. Cancel me. We've got plenty of facts today about the man, the icon, the brand. Stay tuned. About the author, Roland Lazenby. And we keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Lazenby. Harry Shin on Instagram. Patreon.com slash the niche. There is no such thing as a coincidence. The fact that you're watching this video means you're energetically aligned with me and this message. <laughs> Roland spent 30 years as a sports writer following Michael Jordan's career. That's what it felt like when I read that uh, Charles Manson book, Tom O'Neill, Chaos. He spent 30 years on the case. Manson, he was balling. <laughs> I got nothing on that. Yeah, this guy kind of sucks. Roland Lazenby, he had all that dedication, but he was too Lazenby to train himself. What does Michael Jordan like to put on his toast for breakfast? Space Jam. Jail me for that one. Mike was done acting after Space Jam, so Hollywood found his replacement. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> we'll be right back with the show. <laughs> Chapter 1, Michael Jordan by Michael Jordan. <laughs> Early life. Michael Jeffrey Jordan was born on February 17, 1963 in Brooklyn, New York. 
Father James worked in the electrical and heavy equipment industry while his mother, Dolores, was a banker. Damn, she's wearing the pants. He had four older brothers, which proved to be too much for the family. They then moved to Wilmington, North Carolina. Michael played one-on-one in the backyard with his older brother. His brother was shorter. The guy's name was Larry, and he had an excellent athlete in his own way. The author says, The constant thumpings from his shorter brother hammered at Jordan's young psyche. The pattern of defeat would stretch out far more than a year and a half. His dad said, I think Michael Jordan got so good because Larry used to beat him all the time. He took it hard. He took it deep. Michael took it like a good little ball boy. We do twink love on Nick's nonfiction now. (laughs) Quote, I always played hard. Jordan said my brother and I would play every day until my mother had to call us in. We never thought of brotherhood at all. Sometimes it would end in fighting. Not trying to be racist with this next part. It said when he was 11, there was a uh, tragic incident that involved water. He witnessed a good friend get sucked into the ocean undertow and drown, completely dead. And then Michael almost drowned himself one time at baseball camp. And he says, to this day, he's not comfortable on boats or around large bodies of water. Yeah, white man can't jump, black man can't swim. <laughs> Who said that? In middle school, he was a hardworking, independent kid obsessed with sports. He went to gym before school started. Quote, one of the kids that he played and practiced with during those morning sessions was Harvest Leroy Smith. Smith stood at 6'7", pitted against the shorter but faster Jordan. Smith said, he and I practiced every day together and he always had to win. If it was a game of horse and you beat him, you would have to play another game until he won. You didn't go home until Michael won. Sophomore year, he was cut from the basketball team for being too short. Imagine being this coach. Michael Jordan, the king of sports, you can't. Yeah, joined the JV team, worked on all of his fundamentals, and his height still came up short. This quote is from the coach. The first time I ever saw him, I had no idea who Michael Jordan was. I was helping to coach the Laney Varsity. We went over to Glassboro, which was our big rival, and I entered the gym when the JV game was just ending. There was nine players on the court just coasting, but then there was one kid playing his heart out. The way he was playing, I thought his team was down one point with two minutes to play. So I looked up at the clock, and they were down 20 points, and there was not even a minute left. It was Michael, and I quickly learned he was always like that. Risking getting injured. Junior year, new coach Ron Coley comes on the scene, saw there was a mistake. They bring Michael Jordan onto the high school team, and they go on to be the McDonald's All-American team. The highest honor in America for athletes. McDonald's! <laughs> Senior year, he was being recruited by college teams, North Carolina, Virginia, Duke, Syracuse. 1981, he was offered a scholarship by UNC. His teammates are realizing that he's insane, even in, like, preseason. He stays to practice every day, a new person (laughs) one-on-one. Quote, James Worthy, future Laker and at-the-time star player at UNC, would recall that when Jordan stepped on the floor as a freshman, his mission was to seek out the best player on the team. And I was that guy my junior year. He was a bully and bullied me. (laughs) Like, he's still a college student. And then he went on to be part of the United States Olympic basketball team. That was the summer of 1984, LA Olympics. They won a gold medal. You would go back to school and bully a kid on a full ride if you were him too. I just bought home the gold. 
He was named the NCAA College Player of the Year in 1983 and 1984. 84, he dropped out of UNC with the aim of joining the NBA draft. The Chicago Bulls selected him after Hakeem Olajuwon and then Sam Bowie. So he was the third pick. Those guys went to the Rockets and the Trailblazers. I thought it was funny. Sam Bowie goes to the Rockets. Ground control to Sam Bowie. Chapter 2, Career Cut Short. <laughs> His lip is going to be cut short today. We're going finished. The Bulls were considered one of the worst teams in the league. His rookie season, he lifted them to a 38-44 record. So they went to their first playoff in a while. He finished the season scoring an average of 28.2 points per game, third in the league. He received the Rookie of the Year award in 85, got a slot on the NBA team. You know, all-star shit. <laughs> they don't even play for anything in basketball, at least in baseball. It's for home field advantage in the World Series. I like to see the dudes cranking balls at the Home Run Derby. That has zero pendage. I just looked it up. Pendage, not a word. Kind of starts to get interesting here. Michael gets into visualization. Whenever I was working out, I got tired and figured I ought to stop. I'd close my eyes and see that list in the locker room without my name on it. And that usually got me going again. And he's like, <laughs> his whole mentality, even while he's at the Olympics, is sticking it to his high school coach when that cut him. Quote, research has found, I don't remember where I found this, that the number of times an athlete fails isn't much different from the athletes who never make the most of their potential. And the author went off about this. You know, failure is an essential part of the process. Michael succeeded harder. It's because he failed more than anyone. Skip it around. This quote comes from the end of the book, but it goes pretty hard. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. He knows the exact number. I failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. <laughs> yeah, tell that to a motherfucker with heart failure. Just keep on trying. <laughs> he earned the MVP status again 1988, 1991, 1992. And then they won the Bulls' three consecutive NBA championships. It's like midway through Jordan's career. 1993, straight off his third championship. His father was murdered in his car in North Carolina. The story goes that Michael Jordan was hit so hard by the tragedy, this is when he quit mid-career to go play baseball. The conspiracy... It's that they murdered his dad over gambling debts, and they made Jordan quit the NBA. Just riddle me this. How come James Jordan wasn't reported missing by his family until three weeks after he disappeared. You know, maybe he just leaves the family for periods at a time. Why was his body found in a bog, only to be identified by dental records? In New Jersey, we call bogs mob graveyards. <laughs> One of the first calls made from James Jordan's car phone the day he died was to Hubert Larry Deese, a convicted drug dealer... Deese, that's a cool name, and he was the biological son of Robeson County Sheriff Hubert Stone. So the county sheriff's son was charged with corruption a couple years earlier, <laughs> and of course he's the sheriff's son, he got him off. This guy was involved in a bunch of dirty work. I don't know if it goes as deep as referees being bribed here, 
Michael Jordan's NBA ring was later found buried in the yard. It's like maybe the dad was trying to pay a debt. The loan shark wanted him to pay with Mike's ring, so he had to hide it in the yard. (laughs) No one else knew why I was there. The main suspect was Daniel Green, probably a fall guy. And yeah, his main alibi never showed up at the court case. Chapter 3, Re-Retired. So after the death of his father, he ends his stint in baseball. He returns his true love, basketball. He played as if he never left, said uh, Bormore. And as a result, he managed to lead the Bulls to a 70-win season and return to the finals in 1995. December 30th, Michael scored in the double digits for the 788th game, breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. And again, I'm saying he seems like, push, push, push. Behind the scenes, he's big into meditation. Quote, it wouldn't take time for him to get his players to accept meditation and mindfulness and his other unique practices. In time, Jordan would take great benefit from Jackson's Zen approach and the mindful sessions that he provided the team. After getting manhandled by the Pistons until 1990, Jordan finally had a full-on breakdown. They'd been struggling, just getting bullied by the Pistons. And so Jordan's like, we're out-muscled. Long quote, furious with his teammates, Jordan cursed them yet again at halftime, then sobbed in the back of the team bus afterwards. I was crying and screaming, he recalled. I was saying, hey, I'm out here busting my butt, ass, and nobody else is doing the same thing. Why did he G-rate the quotes? These guys are kicking our butts, taking our hearts, taking our pride, putting us in chains. I made up our mind right then there. It would never happen again. That was the summer that I first started lifting weights. If I was going to take some of this beating, I was going to start dishing some of it out. I got tired of them dominating me physically. During this offseason, Jordan put on 15 pounds of muscle. Quote, Back when he was forced to ride herd over the Detroit Pistons, all 30 gnarly egos, Coach Duck Chuck Daly used to have a saying, The game is simple, but the people are complicated. Kind of epic. He's getting stronger. Also means he's going to improve his post-game. So he avoids a bunch of injuries. Plagues a lot of seasoned athletes in the later years. It's the summer of 1991. He did a promotional tour for Nike. And then the moments before an exhibition game in Germany, Nike's Sonny Vaccaro, who just signed him, they announce the Air Jordan. Holy crap! Vaccaro said, that sucker was getting ready to play this game. Why am I saying this? He was bouncing the ball, getting ready for the game. That's who he is. He was going to play his best no matter what the hell the atmosphere or the circumstances were. He was in a pissy old urinal in goddamn Germany, and he's getting ready to play the game like it's UNC against Georgetown in the Superdome. It shows you mentally he's carried through his whole life. It's what it takes to be a Nike athlete. (laughs) You gotta be a little bit stronger than that to be a Vietnamese sweatshop worker. Those are the real athletes. (laughs) Nike offers him a $500,000 deal over five years. They win three more NBA championships in that time. And then Michael joins the Wizard for a couple unsuccessful seasons. He's like 40 years old. Finally decides to call it quits. Last game, he scores the final shot against the 76ers. Michael Jordan ends his career. 32,292 points the third highest in NBA history. Quote, 
The mark of a great player is shown by an evolution of the game as it progresses. Michael changed the way basketball was played and contributed invaluable amounts of wisdom to younger players. Michael was most known for his offensive threat, but he taught others the fundamentals of great defense. He was the definition of a franchise player, bringing glory and fame to Chicago Bulls that became the envy of every NBA team. Chapter 4, Old Head. 2003, he played his final NBA All-Star match against 76ers. Sixthers beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. That's my favorite ice cream flavor. Can I get the cream of Abdul-Jabbar? Even though he never played for the Miami Heat, they retired his jersey out of respect. I think they should have, like, retired a helicopter after Kobe. In 2004, he founded his own motorcycle racing team, Michael Jordan Motorsport. Two years later, he became part owner of the NBA team, the Charlotte Bobcats. Both of these failed ventures. And throughout the 2000s, he's got like the biggest brand deals ever. McDonald's, Wheaties, Chevrolet, Nike, Hanes, Coca-Cola, Gatorade. I see him around still talking about bacon neck. Trying to disrespect my, what am I wearing? Lucky brand white tee. Five years old bacon neck. Apparently, he opened a steakhouse in Grand Central Station. <laughs> the Michael Jordan Steakhouse. And then comes the crying Jordan meme. It all proved to be too much. And then he got married in 2013. Fatality. 2015. This is interesting. He joined the Forbes list of billionaires, which might explain this next part. In 2016, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama. <laughs> Yeah, the kids in Vietnam and the war veterans with purple hearts. They're all busy warming the bench for this medal of heroism. The winner is Michael Jordan. <laughs> he was provided a million dollars to give whoever he wants. He gives it to the Bahama Hurricane Dorian Relief Fund. Oh, you're a billionaire, dude. <laughs> and uh, again, I don't even think he's really a billionaire. Forbes is just evaluating his sneakers at that much, so... So his brand is, they could be publicly traded. I don't know. I don't like false idols around these parts, all right? If we're going to take away any... Oh, the last dance! Everybody forgot about him until that shit. One year, Michael Jordan decided to become buddies with Charles Barkley. So everyone's telling Nate, yo, Chuck, keep your guard up. This guy's insane. It's been 10 years, and the only person Michael Jordan hangs out with is his limo driver. That's a true fact. Jordan was facing Barkley's son's finals that year. And nevertheless, he spent a lot of time gambling, playing golf, partying with Barkley. Jordan reportedly even bought him a $20,000 diamond earring. After the fact, Jordan stated that he did all this so that Barkley wouldn't be eager to cover him in the finals. He even said on a hot mic, I would never be friends with that fat fuck. $20,000 means nothing to me. <laughs> I couldn't be friends with Barkley either after seeing that golf swing. Savage. Like, I'll admit, that story's on the border of psycho and awesome. He's competing. They get worse. We just heard he gave some charity to the islands. He's a good dude. This story cancels out the philanthropy. He just said $20,000 means nothing to me. <laughs> Around the time Michael Jordan gave his Hall of Fame speech, a grocery store in Chicago decided to run a promotion in which they handed out coupons for $2 off a steak that congratulated Jordan and induced the number 23. 
Reportedly, only two of the $2 coupons were ever redeemed. However, Jordan caught wind of this and sued the grocery store for using his name and affiliated logos. <laughs> two people redeemed the coupon, and he sued them for... Dancing, walking, rearranging furniture. $8 million. Holy crap! That's some Carter Pewter shipment money. <laughs> this grocery store from Chicago. Where he could have been building a school or some she. There were stories that he would stay out gambling during the playoffs. He wouldn't let his family attend games. Bro, I'm still hung up on these coupons. Black people love coupons. He's out here destroying the coupon game. <laughs> He's fucking wild, bro. Michael Jordan, he loves cinnamon rolls. He even had a private chef that would travel around with him just to make specialized cinnamon rolls. As you might imagine, Jordan also had a team of bodyguards that would follow him around. So like a normal person might offer a cinnamon roll to their bodyguard for protecting him. Not Michael Jordan. No, 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 no. Michael Jordan saw his bodyguards eyeing up the fresh cinnamon rolls and decided to spit on all of them so they wouldn't have a chance to eat them. It's a winner's mentality. <laughs> That's what fucking Louis Zamparelli did in a prisoner of war camp. That's what it is. Michael has a missing in action mentality. <laughs> Pettiness is only getting higher. Obama gave him that fancy award. Michael still can't play nice. Jordan stated publicly that he hadn't had the chance to play against President Obak Obama. Obak Obama, Baruch Obama. And he wouldn't want to anyway because Obama was a quote hack. Obama responded by saying that he thinks he'd probably be as good as Mike if he had also had the time to play twice a day for the last 15 years. He said, um, Mike, your time might be better spent helping the Bobcats. <laughs> oh! New conspiracy theory. You're not ready for this. Michael Jordan is Michelle Obama. <laughs> there was this chick on MTV who came out with a story that Michael Jordan asked her to play a game of dice. Real friendly. The stakes, her virginity. One more story. Now, a lot of these are just like a window into the soul. And this is a daily occurrence for some people. It shows you what people are like. While playing cards with Wayne Gretzky in Vegas, Jordan once tipped a waitress $5 chip for bringing them drinks all night. Gretzky stopped the waitress, removed the $5 tip, grabbed one of the many $100 chips on Jordan's side of the table, and gave it to her instead. Charles Barkley also stated that he had to write a waitress checks and apologize to them after they waited on Jordan. Yeah. Bad human detected. <laughs> Bad tipper. Should be up there with his fucking motivational quotes. Fear is an obstacle. The key to success is failure. Stay hungry. Tip less than 20%. There it is. Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. Next time on the show, we'll stretch it out. This was a quick one. We got the May-themed edition coming up. Dealer's choice. <laughs> I chose the Existentialist Cafe. Love me some philosophical potpourri. Last year, you guys seemed to like the Socrates Express. Should be in the same ballpark. Advancing the knowledge. Seven short days at a time. Harry shit on Instagram. Go get some laughs. Patreon.com slash niche. You don't even know what you're missing out on. Plutarch Lazenby. Once again, thank you for the book. Let me get a random soundboard effect to take it home.
That's the bell. Class is dismissed. Go get yourself a chalupa. I love you guys, the Nickers. Thank you for staying tuned for another story. Nick Muniz signing off. Peace.